This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Hello. My name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it, so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded, so if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. It's not easy being called Alec. It presents its challenges. A lot of the time, people don't understand that you're called Alec. They get your name wrong. They call you Alex. It's very difficult. But this week, it became even more difficult to be an Alec. And I, Alec Feldman, on behalf of all of the Alecs around the world, would like to apologise on behalf of a fellow Alec who is giving all Alecs a bad name. The Alec in question I'm talking about is Alec Baldwin, um, he, he allegedly punched someone in a fight over a parking spot. I would like to assure you that not all Alex are like this. This is not how Alex should conduct themselves and is certainly not how this Alec would ever consider treating another person. So on behalf of all the Alex, I'm sorry. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Leeds, Alec Feldman. Alessia Cara, Trust by Lonely on Wizard Radio. Before that, Ellie Golding, Diplo, Close to Me. That's good. I really like that one. Hi, it's Alec. How's it going? This is Saturday. This is me until five. God, it's so miserable. Not like life in general. That's quite good. That's fine. Just I'm looking out a window. It's miserable. Why is it so dark? I know this happens every year. I shouldn't be surprised, but it's all it's all fine. Like it happens every year, but it's still I don't like it. <laughs> Why isn't it sunny at three o'clock anymore? What's going on? Oh well, whatever. Um, I wasn't on last week. I had house guests. It was really fun. I don't have house guests very often. I feel like on the the rare occasions I do have house guests, telling them to sort of just like sit around for two hours whilst I talk to myself isn't really the best the best way to host guests so i wasn't on but here i am yay i'm back on lots of stories from what i got up to last weekend and just loads of other stuff as well i'll tell you about it in a sec first seven days time Sunday. so 
Sunday, my guests came on Saturday, so Sunday I had two people over and they left. One of them, right, for some reason he booked his train for 9.47 in the morning, which is ridiculous. Why would you want, because I live like, ooh, probably a good half hour, 45 minutes away from the station on the bus, which means you have to get up at like 8 to get a 9.47 train. Why would you do that to yourself? That's just stupid. I mean, I know that like, the clocks went back, you got an extra hour of sleep and stuff, but still, idiocy. Pure idiocy, if you ask me. And so I was up really early, because I was like, oh, I'll make, my, I'll make you breakfast, sort of forgetting that that would result in getting up really early before this guy goes home. So, nonetheless, I got up at stupid o'clock, I made some breakfast, it was really nice. Some hash browns in there, and some mushrooms, and some eggs, and tomatoes. Oh man, it was, it was great great breakfast i'm a great host i expect five stars on my like airbnb rating um then after he'd gone me and the remaining guests went to someone else's house we're like oh because they were like oh people come over for brunch so it was sort of like a two breakfast scenario there was like an 8 a.m breakfast and then like a a 1 p.m i mean I suppose it's lunch that's just a normal meal cycle really but whatever um then got back here my other guest discovered that she'd lost a wallet like she couldn't find it so we spent a long time searching for this wallet didn't have any luck bear this in mind for for later on in seven days no luck finding the wallet assume it's gone um she sort of emails the places we were over the weekend to see if they had it but couldn't find it oh well what a shame um then she went as well and i was by myself i had to tidy my house it was in an absolute state and i was just a bit sad you know i don't know whether you've ever had this like when your friends come to stay and it's all great and then they go and it's like oh what do I do now? They've gone. I miss them. But it was it was really sad. And so I just spent Sunday evening feeling sad. Oh, and Doctor Who was on, so that's okay. And that was Sunday. Monday. This is exciting. It's not really... I went to my first ever vigil. Mm, yeah, you know, like a, a sort of like standing thing to like mark a sad occasion. Because there was, there was a terrorist attack in Pittsburgh in America last weekend. And there was a vigil outside the union at uni, so I was like, yeah, I'll go along to that, show some support. And it was a bit weird, because, you know, it's sad. Vigils are. I've never been to one before. That said, it was the best vigil I've ever been to, obviously. It was my first one. It was, it was weird. But yeah, that's what I did on Monday. And other than that, not much else. Tuesday. Tuesday, you know, you know the deal by now. It's my insanely long 10-hour Tuesday, um, in which I lost my pencil case which had lots of useful things in. I feel like not many students have pencil cases. They're a bit extra. They're the sort of thing you might leave in like year 10 or 11. But no, I still have one. It's got some print stick in and some scissors and loads of pencils and pens and a calculator. And so it was really quite annoying having lost it. It was very useful to me. And that, that went away on Tuesday. Nowhere to be seen. And to celebrate Halloween Eve, me and my house, we carved some pumpkins. How cute. How fun. I've never, I don't think I've ever done that before. Um, they are quite sticky, a bit gross to like put your hand inside and scoop out the middle, but it was cool. Um, mine ended up looking like, you know, the man on the Pringles tubes. Yeah, looked like him. Wasn't very scary, but I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. And we like put some little tea lights in and left them outside and it was really cool. And that's what I got up to on Tuesday. Wednesday, the good news is that I got my pencil case back. Yay. Um, I looked in two places. One of them involved me going into another lecture that was going on and just sort of like crawling around on the floor looking for it under the seats. People gave me some very, very strange looks. They were sort of like, what's he doing here? Why, why is he doing that? And I couldn't find it, which makes my behavior look even more odd. But then I went to the library, found it, all good. It's fine. I have my very useful stationery back few um and you know how i've been going to like those like self-defense classes of a wednesday night things got real this week at my self-defense class we got to play with fake guns and like learn how to disarm people i mean that was that was pretty cool i'm basically a ninja now that's that's kind of what what's happened over the course of four sessions yeah so <laughs> watch out people if you see me in the street um yeah that was wednesday Thursday, not much to report other than I got I got caught falling asleep in one of my seminars. A seminar at uni is just like a class, a lesson. 
like not many of you, maybe 15 and a teacher. And she put on a video and I just found my eyes drifting and like losing focus and sort of closing for prolonged periods. I don't know how long they were shut for. I don't think it was that long. But when I reopened them, I saw her looking at me in a in a sort of amused but disapproving way. Like, haha, you're asleep, but really you shouldn't be. This is my seminar. How rude. And I felt a bit bad and I was sort of mouthing sorry at her. But um, not a good look. Moral of the story, get more sleep, I think. Um, then Friday, again, not much. Did a, did a big shop. My life is so rock and roll and glamorous. And I was going to go to the library after my lecture for like three hours, bosh some work. But then um, I didn't because I had some food to put in the freezer and didn't want to leave it for that long. So I didn't go to the library and wasn't that productive. And that's where we're up to. It is now Saturday and I'm on. Coming up, I've got some stories from my Halloween. I've got hummus disaster. I know, first world problems. Why someone has been suspended from school, I'll tell you soon. Some celebrity mix-up and some exciting BIMP news. That's right, BIMP. What do you mean, what's BIMP? BIMP, they're the, the Bureau International des Poids et Mesures in, in France. Basically, they just decide what units are used. I have some exciting news from them before 5 o'clock and 6 second guide and Urban Counter are coming up as well. Now, yay, new Carly Rae Jepsen. She's back. Party for one, Wizard Radio. She can do no wrong. That was Carly Rae Jepsen. Party for one. This is Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Hi. How's it going? Halsey's Zara Larson coming up soon. It's Halloween. Sort of stretched out basically across the entirety of last week. You've got the pre-Halloween weekend. Then you've got actual Halloween. And then I feel like... I've still seen photos on like Instagram of people still doing stuff for Halloween this weekend as well. So it's really being stretched out and arguably milked quite a bit. Um, and I, I was sort of forced to do stuff for Halloween um, last weekend for the pre-Halloween weekend because I had some friends coming up. They wanted to go to go to the club to go out. Um, now, if you listen to the show fairly regularly, you know that this is not a way I like to spend my time. The club and me, we don't go together. We don't mix. It is not my natural habitat. I I find it just a sort of a bit of an ordeal, really. Just a horrible experience. I don't get it. I don't get the hype. I know a lot of people do. I don't understand what is remotely enjoyable about being in a room with unnecessarily loud music and sweaty strangers. I really don't. Um, so that is not my favourite way to spend a weekend. And so I was somewhat irritated that I was expected to spend my Saturday night last week doing that and obviously because it's Halloween like you've got to dress up that's the whole point and I was thinking what should I do I quite like costumes that are a bit contrived maybe something you need to explain something that isn't obvious definitely not like a really basic I don't know zombie or I don't know a sexy cat I couldn't really pull off sexy cat to be honest but it's, it's a very basic Halloween costume. I wanted to put more effort into it than that. And suddenly I had a genius idea. I am the proud owner, for reasons I can't quite remember, of this massive Yorkshire flag. Yorkshire, the county in Northern England, it has its own flag. It's a white rose on a blue background. And I thought, I know who I can be. I'm gonna be the Yorkshire Ripper. Um, if you don't know, the Yorkshire Ripper was a serial killer. He he killed lots of women in Yorkshire in the 80s. He's in prison now, it's all fine, he's never coming out. And I thought, well, you know, it's local. I live in Leeds, which is in Yorkshire. I've got the flag already. All I need is a really cheap axe, and I'll be the Yorkshire Ripper. And that was my costume. People didn't really get it, I won't lie. It didn't go down quite as well as I was hoping. People were just a bit confused by the flag and the axe and the goatee that I had drawn on in makeup. Not my own makeup, by the way, but yeah. But that was, that was fun for me because I thought it was a really stupid costume and I quite liked it. As for the, the actual the club itself, I wasn't even in there for that long because there was a quite a big group of us. There was me, the two people I was staying with and loads of others. And we all went sort of, we went, yeah, separately in separate cars because there were a lot of people. Didn't drive ourselves, obviously it was an Uber. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, and then we all just sort of got split up and we spent the remainder of our time in the club trying to find each other. Um, an interesting thing I've learned from this experience is that actually clubbing is a lot more bearable when you're playing hide and seek. It's great. I, I liked it. There was no awkward shuffling and like moving your body in a rhythmic fashion, which is commonly known as dancing. None of that rubbish. Just 
running around trying to see where people are and you don't know and so it's a real challenge i like that i think that should be more of a thing hide and seek clubs much better but basically nobody could really find anyone and then in the end we're just like well should we sack this off and go home after i think it was after an hour and a half because the clocks went back it was only like half an hour on the clock but it was like an hour and a half didn't quite feel that long but yeah it was and so actually it wasn't all that bad i managed to get out of the worst part of it which is the whole like awkward shuffling with sweaty strangers thing so i was quite happy with that outcome Overall, I would rate that, that club experience at least 4 out of 10, which is very, very high. And that's that's what I got up to. Hope your Halloween was productive as mine. Okay, coming up next, another story from last weekend. Um, it's, it's actually a bit of a tragedy. I had a hummus-related disaster. I'll tell you more after Halsey. Halsey, without me, this is Wizard Radio. You're with Alec Feldman for Saturday afternoon. Hope it's going well. So... I had my, my house guests last week, like I've been saying, and for quite a while I've wanted to make to make hummus. You know hummus, the dip that's eaten by pretentious people like me, made of predominantly chickpeas. Yeah, students love it. Great with pitta and also carrot sticks. I, I've wanted to make some for ages because I had some really good hummus over the summer and it, it changed everything for me, literally. I think in that moment I may have found myself, I was like, oh my God, this is how it should be. This is nothing like the rubbish you get from the supermarkets. This is real hummus. And it was it was so good. And I've never looked back. And I've wanted to make my own ever since. And this weekend, the time came to give it a go with one of my, my house guests. Um, we've been talking about it for ages. We were like, yes, we're going to do this. And it was going to be amazing. And I was so hyped. So hyped. Because I was just like, wow, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be the hummus to end all hummus it will just be perfection and um, I got a recipe from a cookbook I've got it's kind of annoying it was an American cookbook so all the units are in cups which I don't understand because it's stupid it makes no sense just use grams like the rest of us but anyway had this recipe and I was like well this recipe will make will make some hummus but because this hummus is going to be so amazing so great I want to make even more of it so I, I took the quantities of everything required in this recipe and I multiplied them by two and a half. So I now had a recipe for two and a half times the amount of hummus that they'd originally planned. A lot of hummus. Um, I was very excited. I put my chickpeas in to soak overnight, like it said, so they could double in size. So I'd have an even larger quantity of hummus. Um, then the big day came, hummus making day. We had a go. We did the recipe exactly as it said, followed each instruction perfectly. And then it was it was cooked. The time came to give it a go. And we sort of stuck our little fingers in the mixture and sort of licked it off. And it was horrible. Honestly, it was such a disappointment. It was disgusting. It was not at all what hummus is supposed to taste like. I'll tell you what it tasted like. It tasted like peanut butter. I don't understand why it tasted like peanut butter. There was nothing in it that contained peanuts at all. Nothing. I, I don't get it. It was just horrible. Really bitter. Really unpleasant. And actually, the totally wrong texture. I can't... I don't even know how to describe it. It was, like, quite dry. Also, almost quite powdery. Not the sort of the smooth beige liquid that it's supposed to be. And it tasted horrible. And we tried as much as we could to fix it we tried putting it back on the heat for longer we tried adding water nothing really worked it was still gross and to make matters worse because i got so excited and over doubled the quantities there was a lot of it just um for for context you know peanut butter jars you know whole earth peanut butter the, the fancy one with the big jars i had probably three jars of that maybe of this hummus to get rid of i sent my friend back with some of it but i still had a lot to get rid of including one tub that i forgot to put in the fridge so um i sort of left it out overnight then when the time came i was like oh, i better put that away i gave it a little sniff first and it, it didn't smell good not in like a this is bad hummus way and like a, okay this is going off kind of way so i was like okay i'll have to bin that later for some reason didn't bin it 
in the moment right there and then, just left it out. The next morning, I wake up to find this hummus has done a runner. It's come to life. It has escaped somehow from the tub it was in and leaked out over the side, which baffles me. I don't know how that happened. The lid was on and everything and just formed a sort of a solid clump on the kitchen table. It was disgusting. I don't know how it got out. It sort of, yeah, it solidified, it hardened, and it was just this blob and ugh, disgusting. Absolute disaster. Terrible all round. Big disappointment, and I was stuck with the stuff. I don't know what to do with it. So I've just left it. I think it's probably time to chuck it now. So disappointing. Um, have you ever had any food related disasters like that? You know, I've been really excited to make it, then all of a sudden you make it and it's gross. It all goes terribly wrong. Maybe there's mess involved. Maybe there's food poisoning involved. Whatever, whatever's happened to you, I want to hear about it. 07807183538 is the number to text me on. 07807183538. Or um, you can email me, station at wizardradio.co.uk. Or send us a message on Facebook as well. Um, just food-related disasters that you've had to make me feel better about my own hummus disaster. First world problems, I know. First world problems. It's not It's not the end of the world, but I was very, very sad. Um, tell me about them, please. I would love to know. I'll read some out in a sec. First, Zara Larson, then Ella Paletti's on afterwards. Ella Paletti and Bones. It's Wizard Radio. Before that, we had Zara Larson ruin my life. This is Alec Feldman. Hi, how's it going? That sounded really passive-aggressive, didn't it? How's it going? Uh, How's it going? Hope you're good. Yeah, I'm great. Thanks for asking. Stevie Aoki coming up soon. Right. Um, I was talking before about how I tried to make hummus last weekend and it went terribly wrong and tasted disgusting. And then when I left it out on the work surface of the kitchen, it came to life and escaped and went everywhere and then solidified. It was gross. Um, Danielle's been on. She says, uh, follow a few of those food pages on Instagram. And one evening, three of them posted the same recipe for a chocolate mug cake. A what? Okay, apparently it's when you put all the ingredients in a mug, put it in the microwave, and then it's meant to cook and make a really nice cake. I'm I'm suspicious of that already. Microwave cake just already screams to me, disgusting. Don't try it, but okay. Um, Danielle continues, I followed all the instructions exactly as they were on the recipe. And it was honestly disgusting. I was so upset. And I think I unfollowed one of the pages because it had lied to me so badly. I mean, come on, I could have told you that. I could have told you that a cake you make in the microwave is not going to be nice. Surely that that's not how cake works. I don't fully understand the chemistry of cake making. Well, maybe it's biology, but you need, you need it to rise, don't you? And that requires sort of like prolonged dry, I don't know, prolonged heat and not just being blasted with microwaves. I don't know. Put it this way. There is a reason that people make cakes in the oven, not the microwave most of the time. That's all I'm saying. I I wouldn't have even bothered with that. Waste of a good mug, if you ask me. Uh, Bunny has been on. I wonder whether that's a mistake or whether they're actually called Bunny. I know there's someone called Benny who's on quite a lot, but maybe this is... But okay, this is a new one. This is Bunny. Maybe it's Benny's twin brother or sister. Anyway, whatever. Shout out Benny if you're listening. One of the regulars. Um, Buddy, not Benny, says, I always screw up when I'm adding foods at two different temperatures. Eh? For, for instance, I fried slash burnt some rice and then added it to a pot of boiling water to finish it off. Big mistake. It boiled over the top and the smoke set the fire detector off. The second time was when I'd warmed some vegetable oil on the stove and added some frozen shrimp. It was awful, and it burnt the smoke, and the smoke detector went off too. Why can't you cook without burning stuff, Bunny? Come on. This is this is basic, basic kitchen know-how. Just not setting the fire alarm off. Proud to say I've never done it. We've come close a couple of times, I think. The room is sort of filled up with smoke, but it's all it's all fine, usually. I don't quite understand what you're doing with that rice either. I mean, this isn't a cooking show, so I'm not going to give out rice cooking tips, but why would you fry it, then add it to water? I'm very confused. But, yeah, it's not ideal if your cookery keeps setting off smoke alarms. Maybe you're overdoing it slightly, just a little bit. I mean, some people like the taste, but I think 
just go a bit lighter. Lower temperature, less time. That's my top tip. <laughs> there you go, Bunny. Thanks very much. Please text again because I like your name. Hannah has been on. When I started uni a few months ago, uh, you're a fresher. I was like, I'm going to be really responsible and make a lasagna that I can then eat for the rest of the week too. The lasagna was done and I was warming up some soup for an appetizer. Ooh, freshers at uni eating appetizer. What's this? This does not happen in my life. Anyway, she says, my boyfriend rung, knocked on my door. Whilst, what? Okay, I think a boyfriend knocked on the door whilst it was all cooking. I got distracted and then I forgot to take the lasagna out of the oven. It was very burnt. I had to get takeaways for the rest of the week. Yeah, sure, you got you got distracted. wonder what that means. Huh. But, yeah. Um, question, Hannah. Why did you have to get takeaways for the rest of the week? To me, that seems like quite a lame excuse to get takeaways. Because you burnt the lasagna you were intending on eating all week. Surely you could have just cooked something else the next day, maybe? Just a suggestion? I don't know. But <laughs> I like the idea that you're just like, oh no, I've burnt my, my food for the whole week. What do I do now? Yeah, takeaways. All week, that's the solution. Get on Deliveroo, get on Uber Eats, get on Domino's. It's all fine. That's that's the way you do it. Sorry, I'm just a bit distracted because a hearse has just driven past my window. That's not something you see every day. You know, a hearse, those really long cars they put coffins in. Cool. That's weird, random. Anyway, um, back to food. Poppy says, I once forgot to put baking soda in my banana bread and it smelled so good, but then I took it out of the oven and it was about an inch tall. Oh, classic. I've, I've done that a couple of times. I've ended up with very, very flat baked produce because I forgot to put like the important rising agent in. Oh dear. <laughs> That's funny. Like it had been flattened with a steamroller. Um, the last time I got time for was from Calvin. When I was four years old, I broke my leg. No, that's in a Sheeran song. Uh, oh, I'm so funny. Sorry, that was rubbish. When I was four years old, I was trying to make French toast from a recipe. French toast at four years old? What are you, Calvin? Very sophisticated. Fancy schmancy. Um, tried to make French toast from a recipe and it said to use a quarter of a teaspoon of salt. Well, I'm four years old. I don't know what one over four means. So I put in 14 spoons of salt. It was so gross that my dog wouldn't even eat it. That's very funny. But I still can't get my head around the fact that you were independently baking at the age of four. That is very advanced. Oh, there goes the hearse again. <laughs> it's done its pickup. Off it goes. Very advanced at four to be doing baking. Nice. Thank you for those. They made me laugh a lot. Thank you very much. Coming up next. Somebody has been suspended from school, but why? I will tell you after Steve Aoki and BTS. They're everywhere at the moment. That was BTS and Steve Aoki. Waste it on me. This is Wizard Radio with Alec on Saturday. Ariana Grande plays before four. I want to tell you something now that has absolutely blown my mind <laughs> that I read yesterday. Um, it was an article on the BBC. The headline is Ipswich School reports pupil age 30 to the Home Office. And what's happened is this guy, I think, has he been suspended? Yeah, he's been suspended from school and the Home Office are investigating him because apparently he was 30 years old and just at secondary school. I'm just wondering how? How is this the case? Because it's been going since the beginning of the year. It's now November. That's what, two months? How did nobody notice that sooner? Surely, when they're like taking the register at the beginning of class, they'll be like, you know, um, Steve, present. Danny, present. You know, James, present. Uh, Dan, present. And this big, massive guy in like really tight-fitting school uniform that's basically dwarfing the desk and dwarfing the chair with like a beard is sitting there. Surely that would have been the first giveaway. Do you not think? Or like on sports day, maybe. I mean, you won't have sports day in September or October, but just PE lessons when he like outruns everyone else by a long a long shot because he's got much longer legs because he's 30 how did how did nobody notice that, that was the case i mean what else when else would it be really obvious just the fact that they could they could grow facial hair they can i mean maybe he could even drive if he shows up to school in the car instead of on the bus with everyone else that's a bit of a giveaway 
I mean, what else does this guy have? Has he got like a wife and kids and a mortgage? Does he bring his parents to parents' evening and they're like geriatrics? I mean, I so many questions. So many questions. I'm, I'm baffled by this scenario. Did he just like join in with everyone else in like the playground? Did he get involved with skipping and football? I suppose you don't really do much skipping or football at secondary school, but still. Did, did he just like act like a kid with everyone else? What was he doing there? How did that happen? Those are my questions. How did nobody notice? What was he doing there? And like, <laughs> did he just get involved with everyone else like everyone else? Absolutely astounding. I would so love to know more about the story. I hope I find out a bit more because it's absolutely mad if you ask me. Right. Connect Four will return after Ariana Grande. We've got Wizard Radio on with Alec for Saturday. And now it's Connect Four time. This is the game we play every week. You get four words, you just have to connect them in the most long-winded, roundabout, stupid way possible. Often through like a little story. That's what people tend to do, and it works. I really like that. So, to do so, you need four words. To get the four words, we need a dictionary. The man with the dictionary is James Gilmore, and he's here right now. Hi. Hello. Now everybody can hear me. That's um, good. We had a, a very intimate moment there. Uh, mm. Only Alec could hear me. What's the Just point saying hello that? to me. Me Just and me alone. You. Yeah. Um, well, I'm yeah. Special. I've got my Oxford mini dictionary and thesaurus in hand. And I, I, I don't Excellent. know. I've got a good feeling about the powers the dictionary are going to give us this week. I'm, I'm glad. So your dictionary senses are tingling. Um, yeah. I would say what I'd say about the, the dictionary um, is that it's, it, I know I'm the one flicking through it, but it's really the dictionary that does all of the work in here. Mm. You know? Where the dictionary goes, nobody knows. No, people know. Um, oh. But, I mean, we're going to hear on air. But it is, it's its own thing, is what I'm going to say. Okay. It's like developed its own consciousness. You can, it's more like something out of Harry Potter, you know? It's like just okay. a book that flicks itself. It's just really using my hand to do the yeah. flicking. The wand chooses the wizard. Exactly. Okay, let's let's get flicking then. First word, please. Off you go. Okay, I'm flicking. Excellent. Those pages going through his fingers, and now I would like you to stop flicking, please. Okay, we've stopped flicking. The first word is royal. Royal. Yeah. Which is quite what? funny, actually, because you've got a song of the same name coming up in the next hour. I do as well. Yeah. What a coincidence. See, this dictionary really is psychic. Okay, next, get flicking. I'm flicking. Okay, stop. Okay. Um, We are... Oh, this is a difficult one. Let's do missile. It's a few further down the page, but it was really between missile and mislead. Okay. Missile it is. So, Royal, Missile, two words, two left to go, get flicking once again. Okay, flicking. I always forget that it's four words, and I always think it's three for some reason. It's in the name. Connect yep. four. I should know. Okay, I'm stop doing flicking. this in reverse, by the way. I've done this stop, one Stop, 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 I've stop, stop. I've done it, I've done it, I've stopped, okay, I've stopped. Sorry, stopped. sorry. What is it? Okay. This one's Grumble. Grumble? Oh, that's such a good word. Fantastic word. I have not heard the word Grumble for too long. People should say it more often. Okay. okay. Royal, Missile, Grumble. We have one more, so let's get flicking. I'm flicking. Stop, please. Quite a short one this time. This one was a short one. This one is Hammock. 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 This is a really random bunch today. We've got Royal, we've got Missile, we've got Grumble, we've got Hammock. How can you connect those four words? Most long-winded way possible, please. Send me a text, 07807-183-538, or you can email it to me as well, station at wizardradio.co.uk to get on. Royal, missile, grumble, hammock. Those are the four connect four words this afternoon. Connect them as best you can. I wish you much luck. Coming up after five o'clock, four o'clock even, I'll tell you about a very spooky Halloween going on that happened on Wednesday. Plus, 
celebrity confusion we've got we've got a six second guide this week to dj snake i've done some research on dj snake i'll share that with you in a bit and we'll get your connect four answers as well all coming up plus we've got little mix we've got royals by lord as we said now it's four o'clock here's the news live from his parky student room in leeds city center alec feldman on wizard radio let me tell you about one of the joys of living with other people right as you heard um during those two songs i went for a wee as the little the little voiceover man thing said i've gone for a wee um when i when i went for a wee i discovered that the previous person to have used that toilet had uh, left left me behind a nice little something so thanks so much for that isn't it great to live with with other people really nice gift thanks a lot this is Wizard radio i'm alec velvet hi good afternoon dave and frida coming up and sam henshaw as well now it's halloween on wednesday Ooh, scary the big day um i didn't really have any plans for the day itself i bought some um some dairy milk no what is it milky bar some milky bar chocolate buttons should any trick-or-treaters come to our door they didn't we ended up eating all the buttons it was much more enjoyable uh, but other than that didn't really have much much planned but then our halloween got extra spooked up um not thanks to anything we did but actually all thanks to the northern power grid the people responsible for getting the electricity to all of the houses in the north of england in yorkshire in manchester in newcastle all under the remit of the northern power grid and they kind of they kind of screwed up on wednesday but i feel like it was extra appropriate a nice bit of like extra halloween spookiness thanks to a massive power cut that affects like thousands of places thousands of houses in the north apparently we're all you know going about our evening business as we do as a house of a weeknight uh, the, i think the chase was on the telly it usually is it doesn't matter what time of day it is the chase is always on somewhere always and that was on we're just having a chat as we do talking absolute rubbish as we do then all of a sudden you all the lights go off it is pitch black no tv no lights nothing and it's dark outside it's like 6 p.m something like that so it's properly dark and there's no lights or anything and it's it's really quite scary now i like to think that in these sort of situations i'm fairly level-headed I'm, you know there's not much that can phase me um the geordie who i live with on the other hand not so much the case this is a clip of her reaction to the lights going off I've not downloaded the clips, Alec. I've not downloaded oh, no. the clips. Oh no, this is a disaster. This Would you like me disaster. to recreate them? Would um, you like me to recreate them? Okay, well, we're, we're going we're gonna to fix this tech issue very soon. Um, competency issue, I'd say. I would say it's a massive competency issue. Um, yeah. Thank you for being so competent as to reminding me. Um, that Sorry. I have to download the clips. Um, it's fine. I'm downloading them now. Good. Um, Should we just phil i mean that's exactly what i'm doing right now okay um, good oh dj snakes just liked one of our tweets has he just now. about him brilliant um, no uh, think he'll be listening yeah, he was no it's a tweet about the fresh list earlier oh yeah he liked Not our tweet about... there you go okay yeah. i'm gonna assume this one is clip one yeah yeah that would be that would be right okay so this never happened do you want to do you want to intro clip one again what was I even talking about? Yeah, this is how the Geordie, who I live with, reacted. Nobody noticed. Is it something you've done? <laughs> Apologies for my really obnoxious laugh. That's sort of like a feature of most of these clips, sadly. But um, she just totally lost the plot. Running around the house, screaming her lungs out, as you do because all the lights had gone off. I was not like that. I was just like, oh, okay. Um, we weren't entirely sure whether it was a power cut or whether OOB, the only other boy, was, was sort of screwing with us a little bit. So we had to ask.
and turned out it wasn't was the actual the actual power company that had caused this this disappearance of all light in the house and a weird little security feature i suppose of like burglar alarms is that if the lights go off then they start ringing so burglars can't like turn off your power and then rob you and so this created a bit of a problem because we had to turn off the burglar alarm in the dark and none of us really know what the code is Alec, none of these clips are right. They're just people screaming. Really? Yeah. Literally, oh. every clip has just been of some girl screaming. Are they all the... Really? Uh, let's see what this one is. Is that the burglar alarm? Okay, now, okay yeah. it was labelled wrong. I can now play the correct clip. Okay, number three. Is that the burglar alarm? Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> What's the number? Um, oh, sh**. Two... <laughs> Okay, dumb. I'll let you in on a little secret. We're we're starting to podcast this show starting this week. It's going to be so what, heavily edited. What a great week to start doing it. Right now, oh. that should have been us eventually getting the burglar alarm off. Now, what happened next? You won't necessarily be able to hear it, but what happened was OOB, never missing an opportunity to try and screw with people, put a cardboard box on his head and sort of jumped out from a doorway, and this was how people responded. <laughs> and um, you might have heard just at the end him going, you've been boxed, as you do. And um, at this point, Boltonian girl also emerges, who has been upstairs um, having a shower. So she comes downstairs in a towel, and Geordie asks her the all-important question. Were you in the shower? Yes, she was. She didn't even have a chance to wash her hair. All thanks to the, this massive power cut. And, you know, there's those adverts where it's like, oh, power cut, call 105. So I called 105, and they're just like, yeah, there is a power cut, you're right. And there wasn't really much else they could do, but they were very helpful. They said it was affecting over a 1,000 houses. And Justy was telling me about how they're investigating it to see the cause. Um, all the lights went back on anyway. So, sort of a bit of a waste of time. It probably lasted total 10 minutes. But it was quite a fun 10 minutes, if you ask me. And it made our Halloween extra scary. So, nice one, Northern Power Grid. Dave and Frido now. This is Funky Friday. Wizard Radio, that was Dave and Fredo with Funky Friday. You've got Alec Feldman on. Hi. Sam Henshaw, DJ Snake, and Shawn Mendes playing in the next 20 minutes or so. And now I have some very exciting news for you from BIMP. That's right, BIMP. Are you familiar with BIMP? No? It stands for the Bureau International des Poids et Mesures. It's French. They are, they're quite a big deal. They are the board that, I don't know how they've got to this point, but they're the ones that are in charge of all of the measuring units in the world, right? Think about it. If you measure it, they're in charge of it. Like um, centimeters, they're in charge of centimeters. Seconds, they're also in charge of seconds. Um, grams, that is their remit. That's what these guys are in charge of. I don't know who appointed them. Like, how do you get to be in charge of all of the measuring units in the world? Because you could really screw with people doing that. Like, um, that's a big responsibility to have and um there's there's some exciting news that has come out of bimp just recently yesterday actually um and it's a really cool fact that i didn't know i saw this on twitter basically the way they decide what a second is or what a centimeter is is done in quite a clever way they don't just like get a guy to hold his fingers at a certain width and be like, I hereby decree that this is one centimeter. It's not like that. Um, it's really cool. They do it in like a way so that wherever you are, whoever's doing it in the universe, you'll always be able to get the same value. They use like chemicals and I mean, it's all quite complicated physics that I can't entirely remember from like GCSE, but basically when chemical, nuclear, like radioactive chemicals decompose, they like 
throw out some of their internal sub-particle thingies and they do that at a very specific rate and it doesn't change and that's how you define seconds and it's how you define, I don't know, centimeters and all that sort of stuff. You can define it relative to the rate at which radioactive chemicals decompose and it's really clever. But the trouble with that is you can't really do that with, with weight, with mass. It's very difficult. And so would you believe for a very, very long time, for like 129 years, they, the only way they've been able to decide what makes a kilogram a kilogram is this special block, which is called the International Prototype Kilogram. It's, it's the one thing in the world that defines what a kilogram is. Whatever weight that thing is, that is a kilogram. It's, it's insane. So like this, that's the only true kilogram. But it's also insane because like every few years, they get it out and they measure it and they're like, okay, let's just double check to see how, how much one kilogram is now. And because they keep doing that, it's very, very, very gradually being like worn away. So a kilogram now is not what a kilogram was like 100 years ago because this this one single real kilogram keeps getting worn away and i just thought it was mad because i didn't know this and i thought it was really cool a really nerdy thing to know but so so cool <laughs> there's just one kilogram in the whole world that's officially a kilogram and they've been trying to work out a way to like make this not the case and actually have a real kilogram that's defined sort of universally and not just by this one block that's somewhere in France in a jar. And they've done it. I don't know how they've done it. I don't fully understand the physics. It involves electrically charged plates and Earth's gravity. And I don't quite get it, but they've cracked it. They've got it. They now have a way to decide what a kilogram is that is not relative to this one block. I'll be honest, I'm kind of sad because if you keep using this block forever and ever, a kilogram could just get gradually lighter and lighter. So if I say like, oh, I weigh 80 kilograms, maybe maybe I do, maybe I don't, then that will gradually get lighter over time. 80 kilograms would not be 80 kilograms in the future because it would, it would just get lighter, which is really cool. I don't know whether anyone else is quite as enthused by this as I am, but I, I thought it was the coolest thing I've seen all week. Insanely nerdy, but really cool. And I thought I'd share that with you. So now you know as well, but as of this week, the kilogram has been officially defined and it's not just a block somewhere in France anymore. Happy days. This is very good. I listened to this yesterday. I'm really liking it. Quite chill. This is Sam Henshaw with Wretch32. It's Doubt playing on Wizard Radio right now. Good, right? Sam Henshaw, Wretch32. That was Doubt on Wizard Radio. That's, um, that's Sam spelt with two M's, if you're wondering, because one M was just way too mainstream. He was like, nah, I'm going to be I'm gonna be an indie kid. I'm going to spell my name with two M's. So S A double M Henshaw. It's very good. Like it. Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Hi. So I would like to, to tell you about some some famous people who have been troubling me over the last few weeks, just because I keep getting confused, and I'm I hear loads of their names in the news. I never know which one is which. I'll I'll talk you through it. Okay. So you know you know Sean Walsh. He's apparently a very average comedian. He's been in the news a lot this week. Well, not this week, in the last couple of weeks, because he was on Strictly Come Dancing. It's a TV show in the UK. If you're in America, it's like it's Dancing with the Stars. You know, you get some famous people, you pair them up with professional dancers and make them do ballroom dancing. And Sean Walsh was on this show in the UK, who's this, you know, comedian guy. And he got caught out by the paparazzi having a little, little kiss with his dance partner. She was married. He has a girlfriend. It was all over the front pages. He came out very badly from the whole thing. His girlfriend left him and said he's a terrible human being. And it was just very embarrassing. And even more awkwardly, he was still on the show and he still had to dance with this dance partner. On national telly, every week, this went on for I think two or three weeks. He finally got like kicked out of the show this week, voted off. But before then, it was just very awkward between you know, watching them on the TV pretend to be normal when obviously it's not normal because they kissed and he lost his girlfriend and her husband who's also on the show by the way just a bit annoyed and it's a terrible terrible situation but my my main area of confusion when i was hearing about this on the news 
was just the image created in my head because this guy's called Sean Walsh. He shares a surname with someone else called Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh is totally different to Sean Walsh. He is, I think he's a singer and he's a TV presenter and he's an actor. He does a quiz show that's on, like I said, all the time called The Chase. And more excitingly now, he plays Graham, who is one of the Doctor's companions in the new series of Doctor Who, which by the way, is so good, I'm loving it. So Bradley Walsh is on The Chase and Doctor Who. Sean Walsh is a comedian, he's on Strictly Come Dancing. But every time I hear the news stories about Sean Walsh, I keep thinking they're talking about Bradley Walsh. And I get very confused, think, oh no, what's Bradley Walsh from The Chase done? Why is he cheated on his girlfriend? Why is he being a terrible human being? And then I'm like, oh, okay, fine. It's not it's not Sean Walsh, it's actually Bradley Walsh. No, <laughs> I did it again. It's not Bradley Walsh, it's actually Sean Walsh. So that's, that's fine. I've just about got that straightened out in my head that Sean Walsh and Bradley Walsh are two separate people. And that was fine. And then, just to make everything more difficult, A Star Is Born comes out, that Lady Gaga film. Who's in A Star Is Born? Bradley Cooper. And again, when I hear people talk about Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, all I can think of is, what? No way. Lady Gaga acting alongside the guy that presents the chase and the guy that's on Doctor Who? Madness. And then I'm like, no, not the same person. So confusing. So confusing. Um, I don't know whether I'm the only person in the world that would get confused between two people with the same surname and also two people called Bradley. Maybe I'm just very, very thick. But I'd like to think there are other people out there who have made similar mistakes, getting very confused when you hear about people. So are there any famous people with maybe similar names where you've perhaps recently learned that they're actually different people? or you just always get confused between the two of them. If such a thing exists and it's not just a really weird problem I have, can you can you tell me about it, please? Um, 07807183538 on the text or send me an email station at wizardradio.co.uk. Send a message on Facebook. You can tweet us that with radio as well. However you fancy. Just to make you feel a bit less weird that I can't really tell the difference between Sean Walsh, Bradley Walsh and Bradley Cooper. I think that's that's what we need this afternoon. Right. I'll play that new DJ Snake tune in a second. DJ Snake, by the way, who liked one of our tweets earlier. Yeah, at Wiz Radio. Nice one. Nice one, DJ Snake. I've done some research into DJ Snake just to find out who he is, what his backstory is. It's all totally factually correct. I've put it into one handy six second guide just for you. DJ Snake, or as he's called on his passport, Jed Cans, is, as the title suggests, a DJ. He chose to become a DJ purely because that was the best anagram he could make out of his name. Shockingly, he's not actually a snake, but he does run a snake sanctuary in his back garden, which is home to over 50 snakes of various species. He takes in homeless snakes that have been abused or abandoned by their owners. He'll never put a healthy snake down. And he offers people the chance to sponsor snakes for just £3 a month. And if they do, they'll receive a snake cuddly toy and get letters from their snake updating them on its progress. The thing DJ Snake is most well known for is his catchphrases. On all the songs he's involved with, he can be heard just randomly popping up to shout things such as One More and We're the Greatest Songs. And of course, his signature one, DJ Snake. His latest song, Tucky Tucky, is about the difficulties removing blue tack from the wall without leaving grease marks. And that's DJ Snake in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman, comedy bronze at least, or your money back. That was Shawn Mendes' Zed Lost in Japan before that, DJ Snake, and Selena Gomez, and Azuna, and Cardi B. Tacky Tacky, this is Alec Feldman. Hi, how are you? Good, glad to hear it. Yeah, I'm good too, thanks. Thanks for asking. Okay, Dermot Kennedy in the 1975 coming up before five when Miles Mikulski is on. I was talking about how I keep getting very confused between Sean Walsh, Bradley Walsh, and Bradley Cooper over the last few weeks. And I couldn't quite work out whether this was like a really niche, weird thing that only my mind does or whether other people do it. It looks like they do. The signs are positive. Um, who's been on? Archie's been on. He says, have you seen the actors Dermot Mulrooney and Dylan McDermott? Yes, I have. I just Googled them during those songs. Their names are so similar, and they kind of look really similar too. They're also in very similar TV shows, so I always get mixed up between both of them. Yeah, I have had a Google search of these two. I'm looking at them now. They are quite similar. They're both sort of middle-aged, white, I'd say quite chiseled-looking men. Um, Dermot, he's got sort of grey hair. Dylan has darker hair and a goatee, whereas Dermot doesn't. 
Um, apparently Dermot Mulroney, I'd never heard of him, apparently he's been in Friends. Um, I can't work out who he was in Friends, but that's what it says on here. But also, this is the great bit. There's an article, when you Google both of their names, an article comes up from Access that says, Dermot Mulroney says he totally gets mistaken for Dylan McDermott all the time. So you are not alone on that one, Archie. A lot of people are making the same mistake as you. Priya's been on. Amy Adams and Jessica Chastain and Nicola Kidman. Nicole Kidman, sorry. All literally look identical. And they all kind of look a bit like Emma Stone as well. I get ginger female actresses very confused, apparently. Again, I've Googled them. Amy Adams, Ginger, Jessica Chastain. Oh my God, I swear this is the same person. Also Ginger. Nicole Kidman, slightly lighter Ginger, still Ginger. Literally, I would not know the difference. Do you think they've ever got parts intended for the other person just because the director doesn't know which one's which? I feel like that's actually quite a possibility. They are very similar looking. That's, That's a bit unnerving. Oh, here he is. Benny's been on. Um, Bunny was on earlier, and I was talking about how Benny's always on. He's like one of our regulars, and he's on now. Hey, Benny, um, meet Bunny. He was on the show earlier. Anyway, Benny says, when I was younger, I always got Kira Knightley and Natalie Portman mixed up. Um, I don't know why, but I think it might be because I saw one of them in Star Wars when I was younger, and then saw the other one in another film, and now it's all kind of the same memory, if you know what I mean. No, um, not, not really. Another one in another film like shock horror actors are in films who would have thought who would have known one of them was in star wars one of them wasn't um do they even look similar i'm not sure i'll have a quick google of them as well kira knightley um she she has brown hair natalie portman yeah okay also has brown hair and apparently natalie portman's like related to kira knightley according to google so yeah okay i understand that understand that uh megan as well says mary kate and ashley olsen are very similar to me and she says lol just joking they're twins if you don't know <laughs> hey you joker megan um i think i might have vaguely known that i feel like they're quite 90s i distinctly remember them being referenced in a simpsons episode at some point um are they still on are they still a thing i don't know um but then she says i know they're different people but elijah wood who's in lord of the rings and daniel radcliffe look kind of similar well, although i'd never get confused between them sometimes if i see a post about one of them on socials sometimes i do think it's about the other person if i don't check myself really daniel radcliffe is harry potter everyone recognizes harry potter never heard of this elijah wood guy how would you how would you not know how to tell the difference between the two weird one but okay thank you i'm glad i'm not the only one that does get confused between people that are vaguely famous that's very reassuring to me but now i'm glad to report i do know the difference between sean bradley and bradley it's all good it's all fine connect four is on the other side of this it's dermot kennedy power over me got wizard radio on it's alec feldman until five then miles mikorski's here and now it's time for connect four every week at this time we get the answers not really the answers there are no answers there are no right answers to this we find out what you've done with the four words we gave you before four o'clock you just had to connect them in the most long-winded way possible we got them out of a dictionary randomly the words this week were royal missile grumble and hammock a fine fine collection of words if you if you ask me especially grumble i really love that word i I don't think i ever use it i haven't heard it for a long time but i'm very glad it's in there and we can all enjoy it now and you've been playing along and connecting them up so um let's get into it Callum, he starts off very well. The royal family, that's one. We're having a Sunday afternoon picnic. You know, just relaxing as family members do. Prince Charles was sitting in the hammock. Oh, yes, very good. The queen was having a grumble to herself whilst reading the Daily Mail. Brilliant. Then their relaxation was ended when the news broke that North Korea had sent a missile to the USA because of a tweet that Donald Trump had sent. Oh, that is a very, very strong start. Nice one, Callum. That was perfectly done because there is an art to this game. There's an art to doing well at this game, which is not just randomly shoehorning things into your story. Just being like, blah, blah, blah. By the way, hammock. Like, he has properly got all those four words in in a very coherent way. It all makes sense. Links up nicely. I'm a big fan of that. Five stars for you, Callum. Good job. Very strong start. I'm very pleased with that. Also, lol at the idea of the queen having a grumble to herself reading the Daily Mail. 
I can so see that. Or possibly Philip. I think Philip's definitely a Daily Mail reader. For sure. 100%. Next up, Sammy. We have Sammy says, Mr. Jones owned a hammock company. Ding. Called Mr. Jones's Hammocks Company. And it was a very successful business. But Mr. Jones was never happy. And he always in a grumble about how he wanted more in his life than just hammocks. So he decided he would open up a missile making factory. And he got the royal contract and made lots of money. Very, very nice. Quite a big shift in your life there from making hammocks, hammocks to making missiles. I'm not sure really how many transferable skills making hammocks gives you. But I'm glad that Mr. Jones gave it a go. Um, also, not entirely sure that the royal family have their own personal supply of missiles. I don't think it works like that. The Queen can't just decide to pop off a nuke over to, like, North Korea if she fancies. I don't think that's really what she's allowed to do as, like, a constitutional monarch. But maybe, maybe they're fooling us. Maybe they do have a secret supply of rockets and the like that they can just send to their enemies as they choose. Ooh, conspiracy theory. I like it. Definitely, definitely a possibility. Next up on today's Connect 4, we are two good ones so far. Will it continue? Ethan says, Mr. Grumble, as in from Mr. Men, is the purple one apparently, complains about everything. One day, he got up from his hammock and was grumbling along when he stepped, <laughs> he stepped on an unexploded missile. And, well, it wasn't unexploded anymore. <laughs> he was given a royal send-off and is now buried near Westminster Abbey. <laughs> R.I.P. Mr. Grumble. Rest in peace. I'm sorry you met such a tragic and unexpected end. Wow. But that is that is a very good one. I really like that. <laughs> Blowing up the Mr. Men willy-nilly. Come on, Ethan. I don't think... Who wrote Mr. Men? What was he called? I've gone blank. Normally I know his name, but I can't remember. It doesn't really matter. I don't think that's what they really had in mind when he wrote the Mr. Men books. But yeah, Mr. Grumble being blown up by an unexploded bomb. Oh, poor guy. I, I found that very funny. Thank you, Ethan. Very good. Um, Erin says... Once, I went to the park with my friends. One of my friends, Ben, is really pretentious, so he bought a hammock so he could be off the ground because he thinks he's better than all of us. He literally acts like he's royal. Oh, yes, very good. Anyway, me and the rest of my friends were all talking, having a great time, when we heard a big rumble. First of all, we thought it might just have been Ben doing a grumble, but nope, it was a rumble, not a grumble. And it was because (laughs) a missile had landed a few miles away. Everyone's fine, we think, but... This is what it's like when you live in the year 3000. It's not all Busted said it would be. Oh no, I like that. Very good job, Erin, as well. Also, side note, apparently Busted are touring next year. I've got a very excited text off my sister to let me know. She wants me to take her to see Busted. We'll, we'll see about that one. But yeah, anything that has a Busted reference in gets bonus points from me, so thank you, Erin, for your message. And the last one we have time for on this week's Connect 4, to connect the four words Royal, Missile, Grumble, and Hammock comes from Sienna, who says the the royal family sent a missile to the USA because they were fed up with Trump. Trump missed the news, though, because he was too busy having a grumble about China on Twitter while sitting in his hammock on the the lawn of the White House. There we go. Nice effort. Very good. Thank you to you all. I think I'm going to crown one of my favourites this week once again. I feel like it was pretty obvious from the start which way it was going to go. I've really liked them today. Very high quality overall. But it's got to be Callum. It's just, just perfect. The image of the Queen reading the Daily Mail. The Royal Family Picnic. Charles in the hammock. I love it. Also, um, commendable mentions go to Sammy and Ethan for blowing up Mr. Grumble as well. Excellent work to you all. Thank you very much. And that is more or less the end of this week's show. Mars Course is coming up in about five minutes' time. Before that, I just want to tell you about something cool, new happening this week. This show is being made into a podcast. So if you missed any of the show, you want to catch up, already you can go onto the website wizardradio.co.uk and listen to the highlights clips from the show. But now you can also get the whole show, just without the songs, on there as well. And it'll be on, it'll be on iTunes, it'll be on Spotify. That'll be really cool. Um, two episodes going up this week. This week's show and last week's as well. So it's like a bonus, a double treat for you. So the Alec Feldman Wizard Radio podcast coming very soon. It should be on there some point in the next couple of days, I guess. So if you missed any of the show, you can get that. Exciting times. And that is me done. We'll finish with the 1975. Speak to you next week.
Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.